This is the podcast, Derby Blacklist podcast for this week's episode, The Apothecary number 59. I'm Brian, he's Dave, and this is the winter finale. As the ratings plummet, the episodes get less clear. What did you think? Um, I thought for a little while Red poisoned himself. Absolutely. That was the first note I wrote. Um, <laughs> it was, it was one of the first ones, um, and that something went wrong and, and that was why he couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, or I thought it was part of a plan. Like he knew he was not going to remember, but it was a way for him to find the clues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which, he, he had to do it in such a way that people believed him because they knew him well enough to know his tells and, and things like that. Right. Now, um, yeah, that's absolutely what I thought. Most of my notes are built around how accurate that would be. I, I figured it out. Um, I don't know why, but for whatever, basically when they went to Marvin Gerard's, uh, to his apartment across mm-hmm. the hall, and he and the girl walked in there. Yep. Uh, for some reason, right there, I went. No, it's Dembe. Right. It was. It was, and I'm not sure it was Dembe alone. Uh, I'm still thinking Mr. Kaplan is involved in this. Summer. I was thinking that. Yeah. The um, I actually expected to even once we knew like for sure, I expected like him to go into the subway there and hug her or something. That's so. yeah, exactly. We're we're writing great episodes here. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought too. When he was in that apartment, I'm like, this is lining up too easily to nail him. There were too many clues to nail Marvin Gerard. That that's not how it would work. Because you've had an episode that was completely built around clues and being in the dark, and they were revealing too much too early. There was going yeah. to be a little rope a dope, pull the rug from under you sort of thing at the end. And we love Marvin Gerard. Or Gerard, we lo- we love that character. Yeah. You're not gonna I, have Red kill him. I did. So this this episode was your wheelhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Much like like the tech stuff is mine. This one was yours because you have you have some background and some some science background. Yes. Yeah, some science background and, and things like that, and um, biology and things like that. So I was like, I somewhere in I wrote down here, you know, Brian's, you know, Brian's wheelhouse. There it is. It was one of my first ones. <laughs> um, did you think that the inhaler that he was doing and the cortisone were what was making him sicker? Yes. Um, I, I, had a little... I was like, why didn't they? Re-? Because they kept emphasizing that inhaler. Right. And they, they talked the one thing about, well, they, you know, they said right after that, you know, they knew what we would do and that it would make things worse. And then they show him with the inhaler. Right. Um, no, right. They, they were... They were teasing that, and the the whole, uh, the whole uh, discussion of uh, how yeah how these poisonings worked was that the expected treatments would actually make it worse. Yeah, it, that was that was a selling point the whole way through. Yeah, I thought lots of things actually. This this episode it it was good in a sense that I I was thinking a lot. It, it wasn't one of those. Eh, all right, let's just get to the ending. Like it was it was. Fairly relevant, other than the the apothecary, the story with his wife was just creepy. It was um, very creepy. I felt like we've almost seen this creepy story before too, but maybe not. I've probably seen it in a movie or something. Well, but I had a little boxing Helena in there. Yeah, uh, but I, I was 
I mean, I was thinking like the doctor was probably part of it. I was thinking Lulu was part of it. Uh, the, the Lulu thing threw me off a little bit too. I'm like, she, she needs to have a, a role in here somehow. I mean, there's no point to her being in here other than a vehicle to get him from A to B with some of the memory stuff. And to get back to the apart, her apartment because right. of the apartment across the hall. Right. Yeah. How Which do we... was, again, why did they go to the drugstore? There's no point in that if him getting the drugs didn't do anything. They could have just gone straight to her apartment. Right. Um, but it kind of like set it up in the way. The, in, the drugstore that apparently has no alarms whatsoever. And the police <laughs> never check on this drugstore. Right. They easily um, broke into this thing and, and, and there's, rifled there's around for a while. There's time to get in, rifle around, and him to pass out, and her to, to take this guy back to a car that, you know, who knows how they got there, to get him in there right. <laughs> and not get caught. What? <laughs> I am never shopping at that drugstore, whatever it is. That's for sure. Man. Uh, though we did learn, uh, Red's got some skills. He can boost cars. Uh, yep. <laughs> at least he, he can at least boost a a four door Saturn station wagon. Yep. Um, so. Yeah, it, I mean, like I said, it wasn't a bad storyline going through here. Like it gave us lots of little things to question. Every little there there. It built itself up to every commercial break having a little mini reveal, or or something something to cliffhang to get you to wait for the to come back. I mean, it was it was a well constructed episode in that sense, though. You know, going it, it to the really restaurant was. and finding yeah. his people all locked up in it. You know, you you saw it all coming. It wasn't necessarily once everything was in motion, it, it wasn't all a surprise. And I think we're gonna find. I, I yeah I think we're gonna find Dembe's working with Mr. Kaplan and I think it's a wasted opportunity not to cliffhang it with him seeing her at the end. Agreed? Yeah, no, or, Disagreed? Or, no, absolutely agree. Uh, trying to know again, you know, because we we could write this better than they can. Like how you can do that to where you think it's her, but it's not really her, or mm-hmm. you think it's somebody else, but that it ends up being her. Um, you yeah, know, well, even even a uh, hey, where's he at? You know. Uh, oh, he's over there. Uh, yeah, because the whole Mister, you know, play mm-hmm. off the gender uh, neutrality on that. Um, or even you know, Dembe walking into a room and you don't see who he's talking to, but he says something like, "It's done." You know, and just to know yeah. that he's in it with somebody else, this isn't him going rogue. Quick, because yeah. I don't believe this is him going rogue. He's not that type of person. And again, he's very loyal too. Yeah. Well. There's more to it than him just all of a sudden deciding it's time for me to kill Red. Yeah, uh, it's going to be. Uh, we had to do this to show just to show how vulnerable you really are. Um, really. <laughs> now, what's you know? interesting is that Red invited these eleven people to this dinner meeting because they were the ones that had the access and the resources to pull off the attack on his organization. Yeah. So did Dembe have that same access? Because obviously he's the one that had to have done it. Uh, well, yes. I mean, he has been with Red since episode one. Yep. Um, and he's been joined at the hip with Red since episode one. And they had a history before that. Right. Uh, though. Well, going all the way if, back. If you go all the way back to episode one, uh, he basically said, you know, I need two of my own team. And he gave them a whole list of people. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he picked out um, Dembe, and then I can't remember her. Uh, the, we we the call Asian her Lucy. Lady. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Oh, the other Lucy. lady. The other lady. It was the yes. Asian lady. She died pretty early. Yes. Um, well, no, she was and, the one that was killed by. Uh, yes. When he was in the box. Yeah, when he was in the box, that uh, killed her in front of him. When a uh, wrestler had been injured, because I remember that it was like a really slightly horrific injury. Um, right. So, and he was, Red was pretty heartbroken because you got the impression there was going to be a little bit of a love story there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it was, did, you know, it, it was kind of a pure chance that it was Dembe and this girl because, you know, it was a whole list of individuals that the FBI could pick from mm-hmm. that could be with him. Um, at least that's how I remember it. I haven't rewatched it. Right. So, Yes, he'd been around. Maybe it was one of those like, hey, here's 25, but he he made two look better than all the others for some reason, so they had to be picked. Sure. Um, which is possible. But to have access to all the resources necessary to have access to the finances to pull off what had been going on, that Red had narrowed down to 11 people that could do it, and Dembe wasn't one of those 11 people because he never assumed Dembe would have done it. Right. So we're to assume, so we as the... Which viewer to assume Dembe dumb. did have access to all this is dumb because he never would have assumed Mr. Kaplan had done it, done it either. Right. Right. I mean, he really should have, have, have kind of gone, uh, and he knows if I trusted her mm-hmm. and she did this. Um, so yeah. yeah. And he knows Dembe's hold has, is holding against him. The killing of Mr. Kaplan. Yeah. The alleged. So what else? Um, I cannot believe that once again, they drove all the way somewhere to Pennsylvania without backup. Yeah. <laughs> and worse than that, without animal control. Right. Knowing they're going to a Python factory. <laughs> like, seriously, would you? Oh, no way. No way. I guess they had a team that showed up a little later after they got in there and secured the place. They, but They went from D.C., to Pennsylvania, somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yeah, wherever it was, yeah. Pennsylvania's a big state. Why was someone, like, why were the local unit not there first? You know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> yeah, securing no. the grounds or what whatnot. Yeah. Hey, we've just been keeping an eye out. You know, you two can go in, but just so you know, we got 20 other squads around here because we've been waiting for the three hours for you to drive up here. <laughs> sure. Um, but again, you know... Unfortunately, I mean, I complain about it a lot. You have this pretty elite blacklister who's been just as epic person on this list for most of his life. And because it was convenient for the story, he easily falters and, and, and not necessarily falters, but, but comes down. They, they figure him out quick. It's kind of giving us a little sense of how incompetent our government uh, investigators are in this show. I mean, we've talk about how incompetent they are anyway but the fact that this guy isn't on any list uh, that that they are watching that is only red well that's that's the whole point of the blacklist no right? i know that i understand that but once they know it's like it within seconds they completely uh, figure out everything about him it didn't take much is what i'm saying once once they knew to, where to look yeah no, it's yeah. No, and, and he's completely harmless, really. I mean, they were it was, he was a quick catch. It's not like you know, it, it, it's rare with some of these types of blacklisters that they it's a huge fight. Oh, 
And that was the episode. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it was very creepy, the, the, this apothecary, though, with his thing going on there. There was, there was, there was a lot of weird stuff going on there. I guess he was keeping her subdued because of her ch- allegedly cheating on him, and then he wanted to have a baby. So, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty creepy, the whole thing going on there. But then you had the the woman that was in the coma that they all started with spending all, you know, with us kind of watching them go through all this time trying to go after this mafia boss, and then it's the husband. And How would the husband have known to get in touch with that guy, and the FBI has never heard of him? Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. It just seems so, this guy Is was so FBI easy to find. Craigslist? I mean, I mean it, he's got to be somewhere. He's got to know. I don't know. I was, um, I did have to laugh at the end when, when Red's in recovery and he's in his little hidden med center in the middle of that warehouse, you know, yeah. they want to keep secret and safe and, you know, treat it like the one ring and nobody knows where it is. And, uh, <laughs> look, there's FBI agents. Right. <laughs> with fruit baskets. Like seriously, <laughs> like what's the, I love Aram, you know, other than apparently Aram can do is yours and mine's love child because he can do the science and the, and the tech all at the same time. He figured all this stuff out. But, um, but so. inter- <laughs> interestingly though, how we've been complaining about or, or talking about over the last several episodes, everybody seen seeming to be anti-red. They all seem to be very, they all rallied around him. Yeah. Concerned for red this week, all, all showing up to his bedside, hoping to, you know, wish him well. And you know, our, yeah, arms reasoning for the fruit basket over the other options was good. No, it was yeah, I, it was. It's actually, an arm. It was a very that's his personality. Yeah. You know, he a little OCD and thought it all the way through. Yeah. Who doesn't like papaya? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I like one of Red's people earlier saying, uh, "If you say another uh, parable, I'm going to strangle you myself." <laughs> oh yeah, those stories you love. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote that down. I actually wrote that down. You went on on one of your stories you love, and like we're all like, oh, God, please move on. Yeah. <laughs> we're sick of your stories. We've all heard them. <laughs> we love them. I mean, we comment Oh, we as watchers we? love yeah, as viewers yeah. of the show, love them, but. And they're not there. Like, wait a minute. What happened here? Yeah. It was, like, it was, it was actually a decent episode. It was probably one of the better ones we've had in a while. It, it kept you, I don't want to say edge of the seat, but you, I was guessing. I mean, we can usually figure these out. The clues were all there. We should have known. Sure. Um, you know, I mean, we, we'd already picked up on it wasn't one of those um, 11 people. We just thought that it was Red himself. We were we were one body yep. off from the same scene. Right. Um, yeah, we, we, so. we, we figured he would still figure out who did it, but he was doing this. This was all part yeah, of his it, plan to trick. Poisoned him was what the question was. Right. Uh, so yeah, now it turns. And my assumption was that who poisoned him and who who the betrayer was were not the same person. Right. It turns out they are. Right. Um. So and we were not far off, you know, last week with Mister Kaplan thinking that it was, you know, him going to Dembe. So we're can't fool us. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it, it agreed though. It was it, we haven't had an episode like this in a while, so I'm I'm glad that we got this uh, yep. a, a nice um, puzzle episode that, to give us something to think about. Uh, we had a uh, d- couple odds and end notes. The uh, Megan Boone must have been sick 
during the filming of this episode because she sounded completely congested the whole time and it was actually I, annoying me. <laughs> I actually caught that too. I didn't write it down, um, but I'm like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just weird or, you know, because they've got, it's technically a different show, so maybe they have a different sound team or something like that. Um, but I caught that too. I just thought it was, eh, whatever. Yeah, throughout the episode, she just sounded congested. My wife even commented, she must be sick. But nothing to do with the baby, none of that stuff. No Tom in this one, because we're saving it for the next one. Yeah. Do we want to just go into that? Did you watch it? Uh, I did. Uh, I didn't I didn't take as many notes on it. Uh, no, I was kind of just taking it in just to kind of see what kind of show this is. I mean, we're not going to do much with Redemption other than maybe touch on it now and then. We'll probably... I'm, I'm good to spend a couple of minutes on it now. Yeah. Um, uh, honestly, just to go into it. I loved it. I it was fun. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was Mission Impossible. Yep. Um, it, I had a really, really good time. And man, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, the not Osiris. Uh, the computer geek guy. No, uh, the one he shot. Um, oh, Solomon. M- Matthias Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really like his character now. <laughs> yeah. Now that we know, kill you if he tried. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that we understand his role moving forward yeah he's he's kind of an enjoyable character kind of glad we, we he wasn't killed off you know he was our he was our our baddie for a long time and, and he was a good one yeah uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's one that you kind of want to see get his in the end but it's kind of neat to see him work the other side yeah he's still very gray uh well he's introduced know, in the episode behind you know obviously torturing somebody right so he he's that guy that she hired that can do those things sociopathic doesn't phase him at all to right. do it yeah just do it you know i'm here i'm here for the money um you know and, and at the end like it wasn't me you know this is all against the cia mm-hmm. don't care yeah don't care uh, loved, just... i don't know why i loved that line it was like yeah. you're giving me a spiel i don't really care okay i just want the kid <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna yeah. get the kid. i want the kid i'm gonna get the kid um i was really yeah. really and it was a nice tight episode. I mean, they give you a little bit of the story arc that we're going to need to pay attention to, which is uh, Terry O'Quinn, the father uh, of Tom, and, and, and his conspiracy theories that he's got. You know, we're going to learn more about what's on that wall in that apartment uh, as right. the this season uh, goes through. Uh, it, there's It's going to be very similar to The Blacklist, um, but I think a little bit in reverse, where it's going to be Scotty Gibbs, hey, this is the mission this week. And it's going to go to dad on the thing. Oh, this is what she's doing. And he, and then it goes to that wall. Right. Um, so it's no. going to be a little, as, as opposed to red saying, you know, go to the wall and this is, and then you go to the mission. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, yeah, it, I think those storylines will parallel really well, whatever she's doing, because her whole plan as he's presenting it to Tom is that, you know, she needs to take over the organization for some greater purpose. And this was all part of her plan to do that. And now we're going to see her, She's got her own little list or whatever yeah. it is they do. Because, I mean, they do ops for the government. They do lots of yeah. things. But she's going to have her own spin on it, certainly. But, no, I did yeah. like it. It was very Mission Impossible. It was it was heist film-like. It was, it was a it lot was of... National Treasure. I mean, it was yep. straight out of National Treasure. I love uh, the, uh, the, the, the way the, the split screening and the multi-screening was going on. It kind of gave it this comic it, book feel. There was music going through the entire thing, too. Yep. And it, it kept you... Pulled in and um, uh, involved and engaged. It was faster uh, pace. It, it rarely hit a point of uh, where it crawled. 
you yeah. you get your moments to pause and just take in what you just had and have a little setup scene. But it was it was action packed in a sense. I mean, there was always something going on. They had what two or three, um, or maybe th- even three or four incursions or something or sub yeah. submissions to this whole thing. The pool thing was cool. That was awesome. I got to admit that was neat. It took me a minute to figure out what they were doing, and I was like, oh, that's gonna physics wouldn't work. It would completely crush her. Um, but it was cool. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it was neat. And she, so. for just being some, uh, I guess, what supermodel, whatever, she she seemed pretty, uh, pretty badass herself. Oh yeah, jumped out on top of a moving truck during the escape. I mean, she seemed to fire a gun like she's done it before, and yeah, it was, uh, I, obvious, it was no surprise. It was all part of the plan to let her escape to lead to him. Yeah. But you know, and, but I like the little quirk. You know, they're they're going to be very, they're going to break a lot of tech rules. You know, they're going to have. You know, elite technology that nobody's heard of. Very Mission Impossible-like. Very James Bond-like. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're just going to have to go along Getting, with that. Going if you, if you try to make it science fiction and not some bizarre science fact, it's much more viable. Yeah, I didn't mind um, how they did it right. They didn't try yeah. to explain any of it. They just did it. And and I like what they did with... Uh, did they give him a name, the, the tech geek? No, I don't the, know. He's but got he... a little bit of the OCD in there to try and figure things out. And it just yeah. it just kind of comes naturally. I'm good with that. And he also can't stop it. Um, right. You know, he, it's almost uncontrollable for him. So it's it's just going to happen. No, I like him. Uh, he He's kind of, our, he's our arm in yeah. this show, but a uh, different personality, different personality traits. Yeah. But he, yeah. he was certainly, he's certainly going to be kind of your comic relief character too. Uh, certainly with the, he's getting a little distracted watching the uh, woman undress. Yeah, that was... Uh... Oh, excuse me. But then it immediately goes bad on him. So he 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 broke from that. No 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> um. Why would I know that, huh? Um. That that line cracked me up. Yep. Uh. Let's see. Good cop, bad cop, full trick. Uh. They they're gonna break the time rules again. Uh, oh, they were all over the place. I know. In, in uh, this, this all felt like it happened in forty-eight hours, but they were, it, yeah, they were all over the place. Yeah. Um, Love Terry O'Quinn. So, though. How, how did Dad? Mm-hmm. So wait a minute here. So lawyers call him to come talk about his dad's will. Mm-hmm. Well, Dad's going to have he... resources. No, no, no. Hang on here. Mm-hmm. Did it not before he went up there? Did it not ring a bell with Tom? Like, oh man, my dad's lawyers just called me to go ring a bell, but my dad had no clue I was alive. <laughs> Why were the lawyers calling Tom? Why did that not set off any? Because if the lawyers knew, then Scotty had to have known. Oh, that's damn good. Yeah, I didn't even. Why? I didn't but, even catch that. that. How did? How? Yeah, Tom didn't stop and say, "Well, wait a minute. How do you?" That's I, not my I, father. <laughs> and it was the first thing that happened camera. in the episode. Awesome. Awesome pickup. Uh, I completely missed that. I was too distracted by the Mr. Mom moment and the Liz uh, crossover cameo. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we'll get a bunch of those. Uh, there's going to be the occasional, let me call somebody. Wrestler, how can you help? Right. Um, and you know they'll be, you know, Arm's going to be in there, and there's going to be some bizarre mm-hmm. competition. Right. Uh, 
and uh oh man you got all these cool toys you know oh mm-hmm. wow you got all this access that i couldn't have gotten to before or something you know sure. uh, access i don't have to fight to get or something you know so yep. there'll be a, a bigger crossover and it'll be fun yeah, we haven't quite decided how we're going to address this. I mean, we've we've kicked around a few ideas. Maybe we'll do like every few episodes. We'll just do an episode, kind of recapping the past two. I don't know if we need to keep up with you know on a weekly on this one because it's not really relevant to the main blacklist storyline, but it may tie back in at some point. Give us, uh, or, give us your feedback on if you want us to do it. Yeah, um, let us know what you, you know. want us to do. If you want us to do a weekly on on redemption during the uh, break period. We'll do that, and if the two shows overlap like it did this week, you know we don't mind hitting one for half the show and the other one for the other half, because uh, you know sometimes we find ourselves just reaching for stuff to talk about to fill the time, and you know, sometimes two shows could help. But that's also you know it's putting a burden on the watcher, uh, you know the the listener to the show here as well. You know you're gonna have to keep up with two shows, so uh, you know and it's, it'll all depend on where they slot them if they are gonna be broadcast at the same time. Will they be back to back like it was tonight? Uh, or is it, are they going to be on different nights? I don't know how this is going to work out. I, re- I really haven't researched what the broadcast plan is for either of these shows, other than I believe that you know Blacklist right now is going off for eight weeks while this show has its run. Right. If, so. if they do that, um, I mean, that may be a way to keep, keep it going because that'll be, you know, eight weeks and then uh, finish that and then bring this back on to the summer uh, until the fall season goes. Yeah, uh, not sure what they're doing here, or or they're just gonna have a self-contained eight-episode season, just to kind of that. That was I don't know what was ordered by the network, yeah. uh, but we'll see. It, it, the, I mean, the show is interesting because the blacklist is waning in in viewership. I've been keeping an eye on the numbers. I, I talk about this every week. I mean, they hit their lowest ever last week, and it's just it's unfortunate. But the the show's really losing viewers. There were like four point seven million viewers last week when they started the season at up around 7 million and, and the show at its peak was around, you know, 11, 11 or 12, something. Yeah. 11, 12 yeah. million. So the show is certainly waning. I, and I don't think this season is helping it. So the interest in this spinoff is dependent upon the main show's success. And with the main show not doing well, I'm wondering what the interest in the spinoff is. So I'll be interested in seeing those numbers. I'm going to keep an eye on that. Uh, to, to, wrap up I, I love terry o'quinn in this i like i like terry o'quinn anyway yeah uh, i think he plays this type of character great uh i'll, I'll accidentally call him john locke several times <laughs> but I, I i love him in this kind of role that this is a perfect role to have him in um and this is going to be fun i you know he doesn't need to pop up much just kind of show up and give a few things kind of like how red does in some episodes but to yeah. be to be that crazy man, but he has such great delivery, such great presence on the screen, so easy to watch. So I'll, I'll certainly like that. And uh, everybody else in the show is good too. I, I actually it was, it was well cast. I didn't. I, I don't have a complaint about the casting. No, I think it's. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Um, you know, casting and you know, I I saw it's at least the same producers. I don't know if it's the same writers or not. Um, so it was John Joe Bocamp. Yeah, the, the main creator so, of the blacklist, yeah. yeah, is is producing this one with a couple other names. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, but let us know. Do you, if you want us to cover it weekly, we will every other week, or just wait till the season has its run and do a recap of the season. We'll do whatever. We'll certainly yep. talk about it though. We're not going to ignore it because it very well could be relevant. So we got to keep an eye on it. Yep. All right. Well, let us know what you think. You got anything else on this one? Uh, the, the, the last thing I have is uh, Whitehall. 
came up again. Yes. Um, so I think we're going to hear more about that and we'll have some more mystery or, or some driving. Yeah, it came that. up so a lot. That was, yep. Yeah. So, cause it started out in blacklist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they'd mentioned that it was part of the uh, Halcyon or something like that, but right. you know, kind of side thing in this one came up again. So mm-hmm. that's our, maybe our bad wolf. Well, no, no, don't know. Could be. All right. Very good. Well, let us know what you think uh, about the winter finale blacklist premiere of <laughs> redemption episode one. I, I don't think they had names, so no, they didn't. I was kind of waiting to see if they yeah, were so I'm just going to call it redemption one next week will be redemption two and so forth. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, email us, uh, blacklist at podcast com, uh, Facebook or Twitter. Those are always good. The Twitter and iTunes iTunes reviews. We haven't had one in so long. Give us one. And if you're going to hit a star, put a rating in or you know, a reason in with it. Let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what we're doing bad. Uh, that's it then for this week. I'm Brian. He's Dave. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody.